What's happening? Renegade culture. Renegade culture building. We are back, back, back. You better know that. We black, that, black, that. black. Yeah, we got the count. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? My man, count. Count Kamau in the building. As always, my man Kalanji Cool J up in the building. Wow. I like that. I, don't I, like that. People, I give you the name, son. Uh, I don't really Kalanji like Kalanji Cool J. I don't like LL. I and need that shit. an around the way girl. Wow. You had a few of those right in your life, haven't you? Kamau's from Brooklyn. What? I don't Brooklyn. know why he's shouting out LL, but anyway. <laughs> hey, you know what I mean? Anyway, we got some guests up in the house tonight, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. We got some real hip hop. First folks. of all, we got to introduce our producer. What? This talented young man with the gold headphones and the gold frames and the gold shoes and the gold teeth. And, and the chip the, tooth. The, ch- yeah, the chip goes through. Tiki knives and shit, You know what I'm right? saying? Keep, keep going. Get keep that going. shit fixed. You need to get that shit fixed. <laughs> keep going. <laughs> the ear, anyway. The ear mocker. Yeah. Number one ear doctor. We got, we got, we got, we got the ear doctor. Yo, last week, on? last week, we spotted him in Kroger's. He was rolling through there with his disabled cart. That's oh, right. That's right. Cruising around. Trying to get up, everybody up. was hating on me. Trying to, get some, trying to get some Jay Z money and shit like trying that. Trying to get you know Jay Z money, kissing Jay Z all in his But anyway, oh, damn. I'm just saying. I'm Ouch. Keeping, uh, keeping uh, damn. Anyway, we got a special guest in the house tonight. What? Who our special guest tonight? Man, we got we we, we gonna start off with uh we gonna start off with the Morris Brown alumni. What? We got a second Morris Brown brother up in here. I mean, we was able to find two Morris Brown. I didn't know they existed. Graduates in one city. Damn. Did not what the blood clot? Oh, you did. Oh, real said, Morris Brown. Hold on. The man said he didn't even graduate. I did he not graduate. Said, he said, yo. What? <laughs> he said, that's a Morris Brown tradition. Yeah. <laughs> he said, I don't know what Naga talk about her, but I couldn't take that bullshit. <laughs> right. He said, I'm out of here. But he said, it's Mo Brown for Mo, life. That's right, Brown, baby. Blah, 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 blah. My man Rob Love, founder, CEO of Gorilla Republic. What? You know what I'm saying? In the building. Number one fashion designer. I used to be a... I used to model for a Gorilla Public and shit. Then he started charging me for them shirts. So I was like, look at like, But then he on, found man. real models. I'm like, hold I on, man. Right. And then they used your face to make Gorilla cookies. Oh! <laughs> oh damn. damn. Yes, ladies and gentlemen. Bam, bam. Those you who are listening on air. Booyaka, booyaka. <laughs> Ouch. He pulled that, that one out. That no good bastard was not Oh, no. Anyway. Who else we got up in here? Along with Rob Lowe, we got a special guest all the way from the Bay. California. Out of party. Yo, from Oakland. Oaktown. Oaktown. Not to be confused with Oaktown 357. True that. Not to be confused with Aunt Banks. Not to be confused with Too Short. Straight out of KPFA, Uh we have Janine Etta. And she said it rhymes with what? Etta. Ah, oh, yes. yes. Oh, so she in the building. Shout out to Davey D and all our folks over at KPFA. Yeah, Yo, you know what I mean. We got some West Coast representation, What's up? and we're gonna have a real, real live show tonight. Um, later on, we have a special guest to be falling through here. Another special guest. Uh, a little bit later. So we'll keep you all posted, just in case he don't show up. Nope. <laughs> we won't mention no names there. <laughs> you know we won't saying? do that right now. But anyway, we tonight's show, we talk about a whole lot of good shit. You know what I'm saying? We're going to talk a little bit about culture vultures, about hip-hop activism, revolutionary hip-hop. All that good shit. You know what I'm saying? What's happening in our community. You know it. And some entrepreneurs, fashion designers... Yes. Public affairs folks, folks yes. who get on what's happening in the music industry. Yes. We got a loaded show for you today, y'all. y'all loaded. Stay tuned. Fully loaded. Renegade culture. Yes, sir. <laughs>
Here we go. What? Five, four, three, two, wait, one. Wait, stop, stop, stop. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What wait the wait fuck? Minute. Just wait a fucking minute. You want him to start the whole while? Rob, no. why did you bring saying weird? What do you mean the second half? Damn! Well, you just shit harder than this. On the mic, you just... I told him I don't do hard, You were doing the whole segment. You just stopped the whole shit to go like... I told him I don't do hard, nigga, yo. Nobody said nothing offensive and shit. You just talking about how you was robbing. He's an ultra lightweight when it comes to this. All you did was talk about how you was robbing. That's why? Nigga, please. What did you stop this shit for? Start first, yo. I mean, we can keep going, but I'm just saying this. No, we can't keep going there because we just had like a five-minute intention. Oh huh? This God. is gonna be on the no, podcast. No, this is not gonna be on the podcast. No, now <laughs> this is not gonna be on. This now is... we gotta start this shit over again. Nah. We've been unprofessional before, but this is reaching the whole Five, new... four, three, two. Let's go. What's that, renegade culture in Yo, the building? Yo, we back. This yes. Is, this is our last at halftime. Yo, listen, at man. Listen. We are here live with a bunch of crazy motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. We got Rob Love with the same green in the building. That's Sponsored right, by yeah. Gorilla Republic tonight. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, we got Janine from KPFA. Yeah, yeah. Who's in the it, building. Well, I feel all those. Straight out the yayo. It's secret mayo. She's keeping all her private information private. Yes. I'm just observing. I'm just she, oh, oh, look at what. Yeah, they're observing. You have to dish. You got to have to dish. You are a co defendant at this point. I think so. You're going to talk about. I'm just observing. The fuck does that mean? You're going to be on the air. Are you alive? You play hip hop at your station? Yes. You know a guy named Rick Rock? That's right a, this guy, the hyphy movement. Never mind. Keep going. You gonna do that okay. on the show? No? Yeah. I mean, that's middle the show. middle of the show. That was knocking the producer. He's asking, dude. She I know. Somebody. And she looking at him like she out, like he out of his mind. Yeah. Well, he is out of his mind. She was like, I would never be allowed on He's my one show. of the top that's producers. Like, I've nah. never seen. He's one of the top producers behavior. in the band. So I hope this shit ain't live. According to you. He According just, to you. He just did a new song with Snoop. Let's get into the show. Anyway. What band you talking about? seasoning. Anyway. We want to start off talking a little bit about like culture vultures. Yes. Judgment. What's happening in our black communities around the country? Uh-huh. Uh, we got folks here from the West Coast who've been dealing with that themselves. We here in Atlanta, we've been dealing with that ourselves. Yes. So we wanted to start it off like that. Um, so like here in Atlanta, uh, and we talked a little bit about this before. Like the black population in Atlanta has sunk from like fifty-eight percent, almost like 62 percent in some places sometimes, down to like fifty-one percent, going on 48 percent. And it's happened under the under the tutelage or direction of black politicians, black, black mayors, black city right. council members. All of that has been happening under their watch. And um, they've had black mayors for the last forty years. Yeah, yeah. So the it's last, not it's not a new thing. The last good black mayor might have been Maynard Jackson. It's a damn shame. You know what I'm saying? Say? First, I know first to last. Yeah. Since then, it's just been a time of gentrification. The community's been taken away from us. Or whatever. Well, then again, we questioned Maynard Jackson because we had the whole MPUs and all that shit that came in under him, which gave. Leeway, I think that, in my opinion, Mayor Jackson helped to rush, uh, usher in some of these white folks. No, 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 no. no. And I'm talking about the MPUs. MPUs is good. I mean, MPUs are good, but MPUs it's gave power to those. No, what is the MPU? No. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Don't nobody know except y'all two. Okay. Do you know what MPU is? Thank you. Could you explain? NPUs are neighborhood organizations that pretty much run the local areas. Each mm. section of Atlanta has a different type of NPU. Mm. And Particularly NPUs in southwest are, Atlanta. Okay. Right. So it basically kind of governs what goes on in a particular area. They're community uh, association organizations. Right. So can can they uh, do a neighborhood uh, association. Right. So yeah. you just can't put whatever kind of windows you want. But where I just I mean, but they've been they were created 
to give voice to the community. So black folks have been running the MPUVs, right. the neighborhood associations, since the 1970s and 80s. Mm-hmm. And they had, they do have a say in who gets to do development in their communities. Right, um, but unfortunately, a lot of them have so many uh, white folks who've moved in and taken over the neighborhood and have uh, filibustered the power side of it. You have black faces in high places. Atlanta is one of those places that you have the slaves running the plantation. When you look at it, you say, okay, well, they have a black mayor. You know what I mean? You say Keisha. Uh, Keisha is an extension of Kasim Reed. And Kasim Reed is an extension of Shirley Franklin. You know what I mean? So you have black politicians who've been in power, but it's like the overseers. You know what I'm saying? You still have this white governor, the most racist white governor you can have, like Kemp. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's like when you look at the situation from an outside perspective, you say, wow, it's a beautiful black city and so many beautiful black people, but these black people don't have the interests of the working class in mind and at heart. But it's still Georgia. It's still yeah. Georgia, as they tell you. But it's still, like, how, you know, how does that relate to you guys in, in out there in the West Coast? It's still blacker than it is in Oakland. Mm-hmm. I mean, when I came out here, I came out here just to visit and I came out for a house in the park and it was the blackest thing that I've seen in years so I mean we don't I feel like we don't even have any black people there anymore so we might take it for granted here (coughs) in Atlanta right well I think for folks who've been here for a while like but they they see the change right Mm -hmm. I think I mean I think yeah when you're not when you're coming in you're visiting there's still a, a high percentage of black folks who are in and around the city but the problem is is that for folks who've been here for a while longer than me even is that that they see the dose percentages are going down and like you said they see that those neighborhoods working class poor black neighborhoods are no longer except for maybe in southwest atlanta a lot of those neighborhoods have been people have been displaced ethnic cleansing has taken place those neighborhoods are now overrun by like white millennials um middle class for white folks there's the dog parks there's the bike trails there's all the fancy little restaurants for folks to eat at. And they have brought in a, a white managerial class, mm-hmm. which has settled in into Atlanta. Um, and right. so the prognosis is that in, in another 10 years, Atlanta will no longer be majority black, if even right. shorter than that. And where are black people going? <coughs> I diggity well, doubt that. Well, they're moving them to uh, like Clayton County, uh, further south. And now here's the thing, and uh, this is just my observation and opinion. This all started around 2006, seven, around the, 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 the housing market crash. Okay, so they had already had their plans for Atlanta. All right, so what is the quickest way you can get black people or I should say poor people out of housing projects? Well, what you do is you, are, you offer them 100% financing into homes and <clears throat> let them know that, yo, we're gonna pay the financing and your, your, your mortgage is gonna be like $200 a month. So what they did was, they, they gave a lot of black people in these projects, they gave them vouchers, moved them out to, to South Atlanta, well, South Fulton County, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Riverdale, yeah. cut off the bus system once they moved them out there. Right. Okay, now, <clears throat> you know, Kanye West has a he has a a line in, in one of his songs where he said, uh, "Can we say nigga here?" Yeah, you can okay. you say whatever the fuck you right. want to say. So, just about to get coach your son. If you gonna say nigga, you gotta say cracker. Okay, okay, so okay. Okay. Cracker, 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 cracker. Oh, oh like shit, damn. Yeah. So okay, so then, oh, Kanye oh. has a, a verse where he says, "Boris Brown." They keep 
They keep, he said, he said, they keep offering me contracts and Maybach keys. Don't you know niggas can't read? You know what I'm saying? That's very profound. So what they was doing when they was offering these, these when they were signing on the dotted line, they wasn't reading the clause. There's a balloon clause like in 13 months, your mortgage is going to go from 200 to yeah. 1200 mm. But by this time, we done knocked down the project yeah. and you can't come back. Wow. Right. And this is what they did. I mean, where are the, there are no more projects yeah. in a lot of cities. Mm-hmm. Miami, I'm from Miami. Yeah. All the over town is 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 bar district now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's all it's it's an attack on uh, the underclass. Yeah. And it's it what, what's funny about that is capitalism needs an underclass to thrive. Like like it has to have it mm-hmm. without a doubt. Or it, no doesn't, or it doesn't run. So right. when it's a I saw that, system. I was in L.A. In 2009 now when you hear the word recession to people that don't have money it sounds like we're going through a bad time mm-hmm. but for people that have money it sounds like you know there's a discount going on on everything <laughs> get your <laughs> dollars out because now you can buy all these houses real estate is cheap right, right, right and then what what happens was the the, the the white the rich people with money i won't say rich people yeah, i would yeah. say people with money because the gentrification is about money mm-hmm. it's, and black people have money too so if you have money you came up, mm-hmm. but it's about knowing how to collect, like how we were talking, collectively put your money together. Like we get income taxes every year. Mm-hmm. That's the biggest check most black people get. But what we go do? We gotta we gotta pay for everything that we bought for Christmas with the income tax check. So we mm-hmm. come into the year behind behind the gun in debt. Bro, it, yeah. it's funny you say that because of the fact that I was talking to. Um, I did an interview a couple of days ago. They was asking me about reparations, and I said that if they gave reparations. They would give reparations uh, between November, uh, around November, and and motherfuckers will between Thanksgiving, Black Friday, Christmas, and New Year's motherfucker be dead. <laughs> like, be all the way fucked up. So that's the that's the thing. So I, I can see that happening. You know what I mean? Because of the fact that you know. We go for sales that ain't really sales. Just because a motherfucker say it's fifty percent off, don't mean that it wasn't worth five dollars right. beforehand. Exactly. Yeah, so, but, but that's very important and very interesting what you're talking about. Um, right now, when we talk about the whole issue of gentrification, one of the things you 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 touched on was it's bigger than black and white because most folks think that you know when you talk about gentrification, you're just talking about white folks with money. Gentrification could be Jay Z in Brooklyn, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, with the whole stadium situation, mm-hmm. uh, the arena. So the thing is, we have to be careful because of the fact that we get confused with black faces in high places, and we think that we came up. Right. We didn't come up on shit. There's black folks when you talk about these young white millennials. There's black folks who want to show that they're not prejudiced, mm-hmm. that they're not racist. So they want them to feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. I know black folks literally who. When we're out amongst white folks, they want me to tone it down. Like, oh, there's, there's somebody behind you. Mm-hmm. Motherfucker, I don't give a fuck. They right. know they raped, right. robbed, and pillaged right. us. Like, right. you know what I'm saying? Like, right. I'm supposed to be, like, I got to cater. Imagine, just, just, just look how fucking sick our psycho is right now. It's you know what I mean? That, a- that, that we we got to sit back and be like, you know what? I don't want to hurt these motherfuckers' feelings and remind them of what they did during slavery. Don't feel bad about what the fuck you did to us. It's, I mean, this shit is insane. It's to a point where black people are the only race of people that are indoctrinated with a schizophrenia because we have to be two people. We cannot be black. Like, a, a Mexican can be as Mexican as he wants and go to work and be as Mexican as he wants. 
An Asian can be as Asian as he wants to be, go to work and be as Asian as he wants to be. White man, when the black man comes to work and be as black as he want to be, he got to have another job lined up. So I used to always wonder why when my father got home, he used to sit in the car for like 10 minutes to basically debrief mm-hmm. himself mm-hmm. and realize that he's the head of this household. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So when he comes in, he got to put on a whole nother hat. Now he can say and speak all the shit he wanted to say because he couldn't say that shit at work. I told you motherfuckers yeah, to so clean the living room. We have split stressful. personalities. Yeah, and it's yeah. stressful, yeah. And we the yeah. only people, you know, we got the white voice. When we get to work, you know, we, have, we know how to turn that on. And mm-hmm. then when we get around our, our peoples, yeah. nobody else has to do that. So I mean, but now the dual consciousness that the boy spoke yeah. about. Right, yeah. and it's, it's post-slavery, uh, post-traumatic slave disorder. Because of the fact that we've been through so much shit and it's in our DNA that we've been affected and impacted, you know, for generations. And we've been taught mm-hmm. when white folks come around. I remember they used to have the insurance man used to come to my grandmother's house. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I mean, the motherfucker used to literally show up every month to collect his debt. You know what I'm saying? And my grandmother would have us running. We got to talk a certain way. We got to do all this. <laughs> I remember I came down here to Georgia one time with my grandfather, my step-grandfather. And we stopped in some rural part of Georgia. And we're going in this particular, um, uh, I think it was like a Lowe's or a Home Depot type thing. Mm-hmm. We go in there, my step-grandfather, I'm going to give my step-grandfather, my grandfather with a pump. He go in there, he damn near taking his hat off. Uh, yes, sir, how you doing, sir? Uh, such and such, such and such. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? The white boy, he said, yes, sir, to this little punk-ass white boy. He's like, uh, my, my grandson going to go with you, such, such, such. White boy talking to me, he thinking I'm going to get the same results as me. I said, yo, man, what the fuck is this such and such at? <laughs> I got an attitude on site. Right. Like, fear me, motherfucker. Right, right, you know what right. I'm saying? This cat right here, you know, he just got out of slavery, nigga. But I'm a, I'm a rebellious motherfucker. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So the thing is, we have to have a sort of bravery to be ourselves. In order for you to exist as being black in America these days, it is a bold statement. You can't speak what's on your mind. You can't speak out against other cultures. You can't speak out against other bullshit that you know is straight bullshit. Mm-hmm. Dave Chappelle. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You gotta Shots got them. Sticks yeah. and stones all day. <laughs> yes, you, you you have to get you gotta act like you don't see certain shit. Right. Because a motherfucker ostracize you and say that uh oh you're against me. Yeah. No I'm against your bullshit. But I think that's also because we're a folks with no with little resource. I mean it's even with what what everybody just said. But I was having some resources. Remember, this great, the Great Recession was a loss of black wealth. Whatever the small amount of wealth that we had, more of that wealth was lost during the so-called Great Recession. And in Atlanta, again, that gentrification process was something that was a, a dual um, um, combination between black elected officials mm-hmm. and white wealth, mm-hmm. which decided to knock down public housing, like you said, push black folks out. Um, and and that happened even before the Great Recession during the Olympics, right? Andy Young was the mayor, and they started knocking down projects in public housing. And they did that so that they can put mixed-income housing, mm-hmm. again, all these fancy places, uh, and, and and most of that was taken by, by white business interests. Right. And those same folks that caused the housing crisis through the, the illicit loans that they gave out then started buying Bank up. Bank of America, yep. Wells Fargo. Then they started buying Predatory up, including homes. things like uh, BlackRock, these investment groups. Mm-hmm. Then they started buying up individual homes that were in foreclosure and renting them shits out. Yeah. So no, the cycle continued in their favor, kind of thing. It's no coincidence that these folks who came with these predatory loans were also traditional slave owners. Mm-hmm. You listen to Renegade Culture. We be back. We say fuck the predatory loan, loans. Fuck the police. Fuck the police. Fuck the police. 
Uh, fuck if, the if KPFA get it twisted with a whole girl over here, we you know say fuck, fuck the KP. Oh, we don't bad, give a fuck. Bad, we say fuck Morris Brown, they get it twisted. Whoa! Hey, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. First of all, we got we got to do that. We'll be right back. We listen to Renegade Culture. Blackout, blackout. Took me 15 years to understand my worth It was 1988 when Marley planned my birth Had to get my feet up out of the sand and surf Never thought that my rap lines would span the earth But they did Went to every corner of the globe It's time to reveal since y'all really want probe I went from Brownsville kid Born in Kings County to Queenstown Sitting in a sauna in the robe And since then never took a day off from the pen I understood hard work would pay off in the end Yeah, for as long as my body is strong I'ma give it all I got, try to body a song I'ma give it all I got, try to rip that show And yo, understand I gotta get that dough And so, cause I know how to spit that flow So loud three nights in the road like tic-tac-toe In the fast lane, kick back slow No need to rush, with royalty bow down at the feet of us the anticipation is like standing on the corner in the cold when you can see the bus It's finally here, our arrival Raising the ghetto, singing songs called survival We stand united by the beat, man Tight playing right hand on the Bible yeah. Trying to let you know Just wanna let you see Real is all I know Real is what I be What's happening? You listen to Renegade Coaching yeah, yeah, we back. No more podcast. That's right. No one bigger, no one better. You better know it. Look at me. Ain't oh. that dashing? That's what oh, she wow. said. What up? Oh, damn, no. Yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> <Yo>. <laughs> your blood clad mouth. So when we left, yo, we was talking a little bit about um, gentrification yes. and some of the ills about gentrification. And my man Rob brought up an interesting point, and I wanted him to, to follow up with the, what he was going to say. Wait, hold, yeah. it, hold it. Before you go there, what you know Rob Love? You say Rob Love brought up an interesting point. That shit gonna cause some havoc. Cause Rob oh. Love, my man, is the most controversial motherfucker on Facebook today. I can be like, do his point, motherfucker. I possibly yeah. interrupt him before we get the goddamn point out. Oh, oh, I don't even know what the point gonna be. He don't know no oh, better. Are we about to hear the story about how y'all met again? Shut your guy. Okay. I'm to hear the story about how y'all met again. Alright, what was you gonna say? Well, I was asking, uh, have we spent the last twenty-seven to thirty years pushing or? Helping enhance nigga culture. What is nigga culture? What's that mean? What's that mean? Well, nigga culture is if if we look if we say we take the, the the record industry right now and how being a real nigga and a a, a you know real niggas and bad bitches like you know is 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 basically taking the the moral standard out of our out of the culture of hip hop, and that's not where the culture began. You know what I'm saying? The culture. You don't even have to say revolutionary hip-hop. Hip-hop in itself is revolutionary mm. because it's the only place that we as black men were able to be able to express ourselves without fear of having to get beat down by the police because this, this is how we made our shit. So I'm looking at how when I was coming up in 86, 87, the culture was talking about we were gods. Like Rakim told me I was God, mm -hmm, brother, mm -hmm. and I believed him. Mm -hmm, and I mm -hmm. still do. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So when when they saw Public Enemy coming out, with it takes a nation, and we got 20,000 black people downtown uh, Brooklyn screaming, fight the power. This is where the, 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 the whole, uh, I would say, the frequency of the culture was shifted. Mm -hmm. The next thing, what came and killed Public Enemy? NWA. NWA, yeah. niggas with attitudes. 
But what, and you're saying is are you saying that's an industry thing? No, I'm saying that, that we've pushed yeah. this. Who, this, and who's we? Black we, folks in well, general? No, or? no, the, I would say they. The yeah, they. Yeah, they. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Industry, the the elites mm -hmm. push this nigga culture to where once we got once they took control of our culture, hip hop, audio visual, they were able to illuminate stereotypes. And there are no such thing as stereotypes now, because you can find you can go on YouTube and find nigga shit everywhere and it's real mm -hmm. so so now what i'm saying is did we did and somewhere what we what we tricked into pushing this 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 culture of proud to be from the project yeah, yeah, yeah. proud what? to be on wealth and made that ghetto fabulous shit to where it was it was yeah, yeah. Attractive, or was it braggadocious rap? Because you got cats saying I'm Brooklyn, Brooklyn, Hartford, Connecticut, and stuff oh, like that. Well, we claim bitch. Bridgeport, <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> but they claim in these towns, these cities, these projects, these blocks where we always big them up and brag like this is what black culture from. is. That, braggadocious. That, that's, braggadocious. That's, that's, you know I mean, that's, that's I mean, you know, we've been set tripping for a minute. But the thing is, um, when folks talk about NWA, one of the things that I'm noticing is missing from the equation is heads aren't talking about colors, the movie Colors. I mm -hmm. think that that kind of changed the whole dynamic as well because for folks like us on the East Coast, right. we didn't know about gang culture like You're that. You're so correct. But when Colors brother. came out, that I shit that, changed that, that, the whole that really dynamic. NWA was cool, yeah. but it was like some, some, some bullshit compared to when Ice-T and them came out with the whole okay. Colors type situation because that shit showed us how it was... It was uh, Violence personified. Mm -hmm. I want to hear from uh, Janine. I want to know what you got to say because you a sister on board, and everybody talking about dudes over in Cali. You in Cali? Everybody else talking about Oakland, yeah. smoking. She's a smoke man with two shots. <laughs> Life is too short. She's over there with them motherfuckers. You, know what I'm saying? you want to hear what I have to say about colors? No, I'm just saying, just pay. Like, what? What? Well, um, do you think the hip hop culture was hijacked? Yeah, definitely. Oh, definitely. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, I've I've edited a couple of books for some hip hop. Folks, celebrities. Here she go again. <laughs> giving us a little tidbit, but not yes, everything. But go ahead. Yeah. All right. The name what? who I named. Yeah. Who shall rename? Yeah, 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 yeah. Not, Nameless. Not Dream Hampton. Ooh, shout out Dream Hampton. All right. All right now. Okay. <laughs> now letting her talk. Um, but yeah, I know that that that's a fact. Um, and even Wise Intelligence said that. I heard him say that on a on a YouTube clip Definitely. that. Um, Trent. Shout out to Wiley. That folks came came to him and was like, oh, uh, it was to Jay-Z, the bigger, excuse me, JT, the, the bigger figure, figure. Ah. Um, though you got to be saying nigga on this record mm -hmm. or else we not going to promote it. Oh. Now, folk, folks from here don't really know who JT, the bigger figure is, so please explain, because I, I know he's like a, a legend in the Bay. You familiar with JT, the bigger figure? Nah, who that? Nah, I mean, yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. He's not big in the Bay. He's not from Brooklyn, right? No. Oh, okay, <laughs> then I don't know where he is. I thought you were talking about JT from Florida. No. JT, <laughs> who, who at? Yeah. Um, JT, the bigger figure, is a, um, a hip-hop artist from the Bay mm -hmm. um, who's very widely respected and celebrated. And, um, yeah, yeah, Wise yeah. Intelligence was, was quoting uh, JT about how he was approached by the industry and they were like, we're not going to support you unless you uh, say yeah, these yeah. lyrics. So, I mean, we know it was a, a downward spiral and that, that it was a conspiracy. Well, not a conspiracy, but... There was money to be made too. A play, yeah. But, but I mean, my, th my thing is, I think our culture, there's, there's cycles, right? Because I, I think hip hop and, and gangster culture is not new, right? Because I think our because we've been impoverished and making a makeshift culture, there's always been 
post-slavery, like hustling and surviving and all that kind of stuff. Underground. Underground, yeah. But I mean, some of it has become prominent. I mean, you know, jazz was like our first culture that was prominent, but that involved a lot, a lot of folks who were like smoking, doing different things, living different but lives. It was, it was, it was a, uh, it was a release. Yeah, no, it's it just like yeah, it same thing. But it was like hip hop is jazz on steroids. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because there's no, because hip uh, jazz didn't have you usually the vocals attached right. to it, but. You know, hip hop is just far more fun. But I, I was going to also say, like, in the seventies, right, when we had black exploitation movie, mm-hmm. who were the heroes, right? The pimps, the gangsters. That shifted mm-hmm. to all these other folks. So I don't, I do think, I think the industry, in in general, when I say industry, entertainment industry, musical, whatever, whatever, will make money off of whatever they can make money off of. And they made money for a while, believe off of PE, as political as PE was. Right. P.E. was signed to a major record label. Definitely. And they let P.E. say all that shit Once because the- they, what they what they cared about was that P.E. was selling records and they got some checks. Queen what, they, what, 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 what they really were, were offended by was P.E.'s, the mainstream crowd for P.E. were white college children that were being educated by I, public I enemy. I don't, and I, don't now think, they, I don't think they were really offended because of the fact that, you know, white folks understand what capitalism is. You know what I mean? They don't give a fuck about you screaming black power when you're powerless. You understand what I'm saying? Public Enemy was a special type of group because being in a tri-state area, as you know, you got the drug dealers, everybody driving down the street, driving and and, and bumping Public Enemy. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Everybody was bumping X-Clan. They was bumping Poor Righteous Teachers and all these other groups, like him, Shabazz, so on and so forth. And real quick, what got Public Enemy in trouble was Griff. Yeah, Yeah, it wasn't... It yeah, was like but, that, but, he said but, something about but, Jews, but, but, and the industry was like, let me tell you "Oh something. hell no! Now you've taken a step too far." What sank Public Enemy is when they shitted on Griff, because I was Public well, Enemy Griff, changed my life. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It changed my life. The, the Nation of Million uh, takes a nation. Yeah. That's the greatest LP ever put out. Okay, I don't and think what, it sank Public Enemy because of the fact that they I'm, still I'm had a lot of hot shit. I'm just speaking for me. Yeah, when they didn't back what we, I'm saying, we was on tour with Griff, right. so we know. But what, what I'm saying, saying <laughs> when they didn't back Griff, <laughs> mm-hmm. okay, first, yeah. it it hurt me to my core because y'all Public Enemy, so y'all gonna sit here and let these folks tell y'all who to who to point the finger at? That's what it, Griff it, signed with Luke. It destroyed me, you know what yeah. I'm saying? And then guess who was coming in the in the in the back in the uh, the background was Ice Cube. So you got you got you remember it was it was it was uh it was public enemy that came out, you know, the whole knowledge movement, knowledge is power. Mm-hmm. Then NWA killed public enemy, Ice Cube killed anyway. NWA, mm-hmm. Snoop killed Ice Cube, mm-hmm. Tupac kinda killed Snoop, and then they killed Tupac. This is how this worked. Like like yo man, there's a timeline of this shit. You know what I'm saying? Not mm-hmm. not even mm-hmm. to mention the uh secret meeting. That took place that they said they, they brought in all these these record execs mm-hmm. and they were saying that they were going not even that because that's speculation. Yeah, I'm yeah. gonna tell you what I read. I, I read in Vibe Mag I'm, I'm almost positive it was either Vibe magazine or Double XL. It's a conspiracy theory in, right now, bro. This yeah, was they, in they, they 1994, 1995. Like I, I dare you <laughs> to look up a group uh, or a, a an investment group or a product whatever they're their conglomerate mm-hmm. called okay, Vivendi. 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 They own everything. Okay. They own all the record labels. They own all the liquor stores. They, they, not the liquor store, but the liquors. They mm-hmm. own everything. They're, yeah, there was Seagram's and all them. They yo, were, it's part of the same. St. Ives. Yo, Napoleon Bonaparte <laughs> is the founder of Vivendi. Mm-hmm. 
Napoleon. The great Napoleon, yes. Look it up. I'm going to have to look this up. Look it up. You mean tell me like, Napoleon. It's like the grand theory, Wait, though. look it up. Napoleon produced well, public enemies. Like, it's like a pale white. Go ahead, go ahead, yeah. And the magazine. Produce oh, public enemy. He's fucking up. In the magazine. I read it myself. Yeah, yeah. Vivendi said that they were doing a 12-year campaign to dumb down hip-hop. Oh, you know, I saw that shit. They said they opened up a school called Morris Brown. Do, do, do. All right, see, see. No, I'm being dead ass serious. Yeah, yeah, you know bro. what I'm saying? So hey, you just see. You, hey, you see we, the, we about to go outside. Me and you. Oh, There's just the whole switching of the yeah, culture because how, because how uh, <laughs> how powerful the culture became yeah. in, in protests and things of that nature. So you kill the protest, you kill the power, you t- and you add the nigga to the culture. I don't know. I don't agree totally with the the, with the, the stretch inside. of the well the, the stretch of the conspiracy, but I believe in. White folks prefer black folks to talk nigga shit than, uh, particularly cap- capitalist interests, right. than to talk black power shit. But I definitely think that's true because I think even, I think even though uh, what I said earlier about Public Enemy was 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 getting paid by a major record label, that also was inspiring folks like us, mm-hmm. right, to be political on the block, mm-hmm. to form organizations, exactly. to read Malcolm, exactly. to do right. read about the yeah. Panthers. So there was an upswing in militant action during the time period of the 80s that prior, like, you know, up until this current generation, there probably hasn't been that large of an upswing up until this current generation. Well, let's think about it, too. It wasn't just Public Enemy. We had we had Spike BDB? Lee. We, we had Spike Lee with School Days. X-Clan. We had uh, Bill Cosby with the Cosby Newbies. Show. But mm-hmm. Bill Cosby changed the face of what what the world looked at black mm-hmm. the black family he, he even though he even with, though he's finally well, okay, I don't know if I put Bill Cosby in the same category yeah, and this Bill is Cosby. despite the, the 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 rape stuff yeah Bill Cosby helped like he, he helped put black make black people feel like they and white HBCUs. people yeah like this is like this middle class thing yeah. and we can be polished and clean and have a certain life I think public enemy was about going after right. and challenging right. the system. Right. Cosby was about fitting Status into quote. the system well, what I'm saying is, and being accepted. By I, right. and I yeah. agree with that, but what I'm still saying is the imagery that we had was positive. But see, I think I think that right now it's going to like th- th- like this time period. You know, it's fashionable right now. You know what I mean? It's fashionable to be into culture. So it's fashionable when you had X-Clan. It's fashionable when you had Public Enemy. It's fashionable when you had Lockheed Shabazz and, and King Sun and all these other folks. But right now, this is the particular era that is going back in. One thing about time is that every 20 years or so, it's like recycled. 30. So, 20, 30. Sorry, <laughs> get it right. Tell them get it right. In <laughs> any event, I'm saying even 20 years ago with Dead Press. Right. You know what I mean? It's the same type of program. But that doesn't mean that folks are politically astute. Mm-hmm. We can inspire folks to get involved in the work, but it don't mean that they're going to maintain. If it's fashionable, it's just for the moment. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Give me that look. I, the only thing that I would have to say about it, and whether or not this connects to what you all are saying, um, is that during that time, or or Public Enemy, what the album that you... Takes a Nation of Millions. Takes a Nation yeah. of Millions. I feel like there was balance during that time in mm-hmm. hip-hop. It yeah. wasn't all positive, but at least you had, like, full choices. Plate. Yeah, you had a full plate. Right. Yeah. So you could have Public Enemy, or you could have, let me see, Smooth, uh, you know, was out, Pete Rock. Well, you could have an NWA, and it was a, it was the, it was the polarity of the two. Even though NWA came out as gangster, well, like well, any well, artist, right. like and I wanted to say range, something. Yeah. As far, excuse me, not to cut you, but the term gangster, oh. that was government. 
when NWA came out, they came out under street knowledge. They didn't say nothing. They, they had the, the song Gangsta Gangsta, but the government came in. Like, I got a shirt that says Gangsta Rap was a government. Uh, it says Gangsta Rap was a government agenda, not a music genre. You know what I'm saying? And it, it, you got to think about how they have used the gangster, whole gangster rap persona to fill prisons. You know what I'm saying? To, to pass Rockefeller laws, to pass uh, criminal crime bill laws, the, the law that Joe Biden, the crime bill that Joe Biden wrote. Mm -hmm. This is what filled Clinton. prisons. And it's, the music was very romanticizing of sociopathic behavior. You know what I'm saying? And I got a saying with, with USA, I, I got a, uh, an acronym, USA is Undiagnosed Sociopathic America. Mm -hmm. You well, know what I'm saying? Yeah, and this Rob, is, Rob look, let, me, let me let you know, it's time for a bold question. We're going we gonna to get bold. to that. Dun, 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 dun. So we sorry for the, the, this important conversation that yeah. has been stopped. Talking about the Because we have to go to a little bit of knock a, knock a nonsense. <laughs> yes. yeah. this, this bold question, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, it's bold right here. I know this first time you see this bowl. Here we go. It's just looking nine. like this shit look like grandma old ass candy dish. It's a nice bowl. Or goldfish Thank bowl. You. It looks like something knocking through up in. Yeah, it looks like he like, used to pee in it when he was three. But anyway, uh, this bowl right here, within this bowl, he has some questions, right? And we call it knockers mm. nonsense mm. because, in fact, it'd be some nonsensical shit that you might pull up out this motherfucker. And so, remember, dude, this brother's from Morris Brown. Yes, sir. So his grammar is not always the best. Yes. We holding the Brown down. Yeah. So I'm okay. just saying. So can we yeah. get to the question? Why don't you anyway. get that sister? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Okay. So she's going to pick the question. I'm putting five that she can't read the question based on the grammar. You might have to fill that shit. What the hell? Yeah, you bring that shit on Braille. If you inherited a private prison, what would you do with it? What the mm -hmm. fuck? What is you inherited a private prison? Dumbass question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell would you do with a private prison? If you inherited a slave ship. If you got slaves. If you inherited a slave ship. If you got a plantation. What would you do with it? What would you do with them niggas? What would you do? I mean, but it actually has me thinking. Oh, my God. Thank you, Morris Brown. That's the Morris Brown connection. Oh, my God. We're going to come back. We're going to come back and answer that on Renegade Culture. Renegade Culture. Some get mad cause they can't understand wow. that I'm 23 years old I'm in command, I'm down with D.I.T.C. That's digging than the crates in my partner A.G. We always keep crazy, baby I'm staying fat cause what comes around goes around I always look out and help a brother when he's down And out like a boy scout, brothers always shout We're looking out, show Yeah, without a doubt Doubt, 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 doubt Five, four, three, two, one Renegade culture uh, is back Renegade culture I didn't mean to cut you got to sing? I was, I was, I was like, dropping oh, jewels and shit. Hey, I mean, was like, he was dropping something, but not jewels. That's Gladys Knight? Yeah. yeah. Five, four, three, two, yeah. one. Yeah, call me Mad as Day. Don't be way too long. Anyway, <laughs> what we got? They got happy. Kalani Drama Tanger started singing. We got yeah. a new renegade culture theme. Hey, don't bite my shit. You know I got to so get So we got to read a bold question that 
had all kinds of spelling in it, but that sister wrote it and freaked it and she understood it. You want to repeat that question? She, was, she from I Oakland. She, she, who the fuck she read? If you inherited a private prison, what would you do with it? What would you do with My it? My man Rob had a had a. Rob loved the intellectual, ladies and gentlemen. Say for gorilla public. What you well, had? I, I would say I would turn the private prison into a uh, a college. Mm-hmm. This man would, said uh, he would turn it into Morris Brown. I would turn it into a college or a. You funny. <laughs> Or you a, go, uh, listen, me and you. I'm trying to give y'all niggas respect. One more a time. I'm trying to give you respect, bro. And, and the funny thing about One that is time. all the trade schools are in prison now. Really? No, that's true. That's true. That's you, true. you have to go to prison to, to, to damn near to get, get a, trade. a trade. And then when you get out, you can't use the trade because you're in you prison. You got a felony. Yeah. yeah, yeah you know felony. Using so, the opinions of Rob Love, Naka. Anybody else with the Morris Brown may not necessarily be the views of Renegade But Kingston. I'm just saying, let's let's well, no, 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 no. You, you, What would you do with your private prison, B? Me personally? Yeah, you. I wouldn't inherit no more for a private prison. If I if I if I got a private prison, I think the first thing I would do is be release the prisoners and whoever the fuck gave it to me run up on their motherfucking ass for even trying me like that. Damn. Yeah. All right. Since you got it, you got an answer. Fuck prisons. Thing you say, I was like, "What's the call? Free them all." That's one. Yeah. But then I, that, I like that idea though. Turn it in a, into something. Like I would make it into a community center. I like I mean, that. I can see yeah. it being Morris Brown, right? Can I yeah. answer? Do a little nod. Can I answer free, here? Free them all. <laughs> send them now. Free them all. I would. I would sell. I would, I would, I would sell the prison uh-huh. and help my people out. Would you sell it? You, you gonna sell it, so Jay Z? You gonna sell? I'm gonna sell the prison. prison for the black folks. Yes. So you can make some money. Yeah. To help true black capitalists. Folks. Yeah. That's the that's the most. I'm gonna sell logical. I'm gonna sell this slave ship. I'm and I'm gonna give all the slaves two dollars and nineteen cent an hour. I'm gonna get because everybody deserves. I'm gonna make a million dollars. I'm gonna donate ten thousand dollars to some school like Morris Brown. Nah, you know what? No, really, for real though, I would. I would. I would get this spot, and if it was. If it would still be a private prison, I would, then I would, I would, I would put in, would. you know, educational programs and re- actually rehabilitate a lot of the people that's dealing with a lot of mental stuff. You teach them yeah. You teach them English? Rehabilitate. That's what he's supposed to do. All right, let's get back to our topic again, yo. Anyway, that question was sponsored by Naka. And indeed, and indeed, this is show 43, and I respect the fact that Naka's nonsense carries with tradition. So I want to continue on with some of that conversation about, we was talking about hip-hop and how it switched. But what's happening with hip hop today for y'all? Like, what's going on? Y'all think hip hop is coming back around to a revolutionary point? Do y'all think it's still stuck in some like some level of mediocrity or like what's happening with hip hop for you? Well, uh, and my girl, my woman made a face. So, wanna, so I want to, I want to. She, she got, she got some. Yeah, let her, let what's, her what's going on that. with hip hop for you today? I what's, gave hip hop up. Ooh. Oh, oh. 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 she gave hip hop up because yeah. she came to the house in the pot. Oh. Why was it a rap? When 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 was it a rap? When she figured out JT the bigger figure was rapping. Nah. No more drinks for him. Sorry. Yeah, no more sangria. Yeah, no more sangria. <laughs> <laughs> Lightweight. <laughs> but you ain't here. Rhapsody Gadget. album? Gadget. Right. Who, who album? Rhapsody. No. But no, no, why'd you give it up? Oh, like maybe it up? some underground with like, like Little Brother or something. What was that? They like just dropped the They just dropped last oh, week. They what got a new one? Yeah. Okay. Why'd you give it up? It just went too far in terms of. I mean, misogyny in, mm. the, in in hip hop. I was just like, I can't. There's no place in this genre for me. Do you remember around the time, like after Lauryn Hill, that was what ninety six? No, no. Seven. She said around the time you started DJing. Around two thousand. Yeah. We're not gonna start DJing. I'm fucking. Do you see any reason to go back today? Or you still think it's the same, same old, same old? Yeah, it's the same. I personally think that. Uh, 
the culture cannot be contained. And as long as they feel like they can play with the culture, because it's alive, it's, it is a universal frequency. It, we, we got it on analog, they killed analog. Mm -hmm. Okay, so everything is digital now. So before, with analog, you were able to feel what was being said. Now that we got everything digital, you can't feel it, you can hear it, mm -hmm. but you don't feel what's going on with it anymore. So I think that the culture needed to get where it was because it, it had to dumb down and once you dumb down you have no place to go but up front because this isn't the first time the culture got dumb let's think about i'm gonna get you sucker and how the culture was on some materialistic situation right before like 86 87 and then we went we went uh we, 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 we boycotted gold yeah. we were rocking the african medallions so this is like a second coming mm -hmm. of the culture resurfacing with knowledge and so I'm, so I'm not, mainstream who you listen to now then that you got you get props uh, to anybody mainstream what's the cat from cali uh j cole yeah. i'm feeling jay i'm feeling anybody that has a message I'm, uh uh kendrick lamar uh who else they got this young kid out of atlanta right now and his name i think is jid yeah mm -hmm. phenomenal so th there's a lot of, we got to get off get out of the radio i was yeah. just about Hip -hop to say never made mainstream right. rap music made mainstream shout out okay, to the rap crew you I know think, what i'm saying i think we're looking i think sometimes we look at it through an old school view we looking at radio we looking at tv right. these kids listen to internet my son listens to uh mf doom and all types of people right. that he could go to the internet and not listen to the radio. But who are we are as as the 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 neophytes of the culture? What are we doing as, as, as to teach our children who to listen to? Mm -hmm. And uh, and uh, mm -hmm. mind you that we got a, we got a lot of children that do not have proper guidance at home. So the the the, the culture becomes that parent. That's that surrogate parent. You know what I'm saying? Uh, this is why a lot of these youngsters go out and do the things they do. But when the culture was 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 prevalent. The culture was one of the reasons why I went to college because that's what the culture was telling me to do. Well, is it really the culture or is it just um, the what's popular? Because of the fact, I don't think that the culture has to necessarily be, you know, what's, what's the popular, you know, flavor of the month. Because I think that sometimes we give some of this shit too much credit. You know what I mean? Uh, just because it's in right now, in style, don't mean it's the culture. Well, we got to we, we we can never we can never confuse the corporation for the culture, and this is what we do, okay. And I think this is where you lost your love of the culture because the corporation, which is the the uh, virtual the virtual reality of the culture, you know what I'm saying? It came in and, and played the evil twin, you agree with and that? was able to take what we thought we knew and morph it into something that made money. Capitalism stepped in. I you think I think I think she's giving you the look that, so there's uh, rap music. that you're not a ventriloquist. There's rap music. And then there's <laughs> yeah, this motherfucker's a ventriloquist. There's, there's, that, I mean, for both of y'all, yeah, I think that um, I mean, capitalism steps in, but doesn't it amplify what's already there? It's not making something new. Do you th or do you think it made like this new hip hop, which is dumbed down? What do you think it just took advantage? Well, of? it made it pop. It made it. Yeah, it just yeah. made music. It made money. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And and that's what that's the the corporation being confused for the culture. Mm -hmm. It was the and I'm not saying that the culture is not supposed to make money. Yeah. But then the culture makes money that 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 makes that that is productive. The corporation makes money and it ain't got to be productive as long as the bottom line is it's selling. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So this is where you get the mumble rap yeah. and the mumble rap is nothing but the codeine culture. 
The, me, the reason why they're mumbling is because they're on codeine and lean and they can't speak. So here's what they say. They say the 90s was like, get money, get money, sell drugs, sell drugs. So then you got 2000s, you got the two, 2010 era, and you got people that's affected by sell drugs sell getting drugs. high yeah. so now they on codeine yeah. talking this yeah. so now we talking about oh let's put gucci in our rhyme let's put louis vuitton or whatever so that these labels can come and give us some money and give us free clothing so now it's about get money it's not about saying okay let me help free my people unless but well, one thing that was good that social media came so they could have stuff to look at and be like oh let's get behind this movement and then we can rap about it but when the movement dies down like this microwave culture it's it's like it's over with, and we get back to let me ask the regular man. Yeah. Well, let me because I'm, cause I'm curious. So, what do you what do you think in terms of like that the argument, like say a Nikki and a Cardi B, that you know that they are in some ways expressing a certain feminism or womanism um, because they're they're using their bodies um, for themselves. Like no one has, has control <laughs> of their bodies. If they want to show it and they're making money off of it, then that's the positive new feminism. As opposed to being ashamed or so or some dude making money off of their bodies like when you know she used to be cardi b in particular on the pole and somebody was exploiting her right they were making the money but now she's using her own body to make money you buy that argument or you think that's a sort of anti-feminism womanism type of argument i don't know what i would say about feminism i don't necessarily buy the argument but i would say i'll go back to balance there's not balance if there was Cardi B plus some type of equivalent of a Lauryn Hill or a Erica right. Badu still was more soul music, but I'm just saying if there was more yeah. of a balance, yes. But without that balance, right. no, not so much. Everything is gangster now. Everything is thug. Everything is gangster. Everything, everything is thug. Everything is gangster. Everything is about making a dollar. You know what I'm saying? Uh, again, the industry. When was the last time any of you bought a CD? Let's think about this. Last week. Okay, so you 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 a hard CD head. Rhapsody, that's why. Okay, I right. But he's that's a okay, but I'm just, exactly. Okay, so <laughs> when was the last time you actually bought a CD? Maybe like twenty years ago, yeah. maybe. So then you got to ask yourself, how is the industry making money? Because nobody, everything is a wave file now. Okay? Streaming. So guess what the record industry turned into? The biggest marketing and branding and advertisement company in the world. There it is. That's what they do now. They're a marketing, advertising, and branding company. So, mm -hmm. Gucci, like you said, the Gucci's, the Louis Vuitton. So, the rappers out now become props in their own videos. Yep. It's not about you. It's about what you're selling. Mm -hmm. And they, we, we may cut you into that. And if you're gonna if you're gonna snatch somebody up that ain't never had no money, and you give them a shiny nickel, they're gonna do whatever you tell them to do. But that's what rap is right now. It's uh it's uh, commercials with a beat up under the motherfucker. You know what <laughs> I'm saying? Real. Exactly. I mean, on the real. It's like you talking about what you got, what you own, what you don't have, so on and so forth. You know what I mean? You have a lot of new artists like Lizzo and some of these other folks or whatever. What do y'all think about her? Well, I just wanted to go back to the thing that you said before when you were saying about it being uh, kind of commercial. Because mm -hmm. I was thinking about Rapper's Delight. Right. What do you say? I, I got a Lincoln Continental and a Cadillac. Right. Same. Right. What's changed? And gold chains. There was no money. Yeah. 
There yeah, was no money to the holiday involved. Money, yes. It was always braggadocious and what I got. Back right. to Slick Rick, back to all them cats. Right, that's, but now it's more of a, right. but now it's more of a commercial. Man, Samosa did it yeah, back that, in the day. That's also because like, because corporations didn't take it seriously as a selling right. point because it was just this underground. It was just underground black. Hold it, pause, pause. The nigga said Man Samosa. Yeah, I just thought Man Samosa did. I was like, who the fuck Man Samosa He was the first Slick Rick. Come on. I'm just going to pass over that. Because the Indian, I mean, it's like once corporate America, as they always, they got to catch up to black culture. It's capitalism. But once they catch up to black culture, then they it's about how they shit. exploit and pimp black but culture. But that, that's right? what capitalism is all about. Yeah. And that's, that, like I said, it's a pimp hole system. Either you're a pimp or you're a hoe. And in America, we all are hoes whether we like it or not because of the fact that you can work a 40-hour job and these motherfuckers going to tax you. And every time you go to the fucking store, they're going to tax you again. Mm-hmm. They don't have to do shit but just sit back and collect. You know what I'm saying? That's what pimps do. They don't take care of you. They claim to protect you. You know what I'm saying? But it's all about your interest. What's your worth? What's your value? Let's look at capitalism. Capitalism Capitalism breeds niggas. It, it, it created niggas. The nigger machine. It created the nigger <laughs> machine. Okay, so there's... That's what capitalism does. Not only does it <laughs> breed niggas, but it breeds sociopathic behavior. Let's think about this. Now, let's look at the, the culture as far as the music. It is pushed on a, a sociopathic behavioral vibe. We are we have for the last twenty seven years we have been listening to death music, and we've been dying behind it. This is how this is because the because these words cast spells, and we've been casting spells on ourselves. This is why the the, the culture is this important because words are everything. So once the frequency changes in the wordplay. And we actually put in meaning behind the words and, and speaking on something and making meaningful music, then you're going to see that the culture will become a national threat. To, it'll become a threat to national security. Right. One one of the things that uh, you know that's interesting right now at this particular point. I remember being on panels, and I'm sure you can uh, relate. Over the past few years, the uh, one of the main things we talk about police brutality. Uh, folks who jump off, you gotta stop black on black crime, black on black violence, this and that. White America has become so fucking insane. There's been so many white mass shooters that ain't nobody talking about no motherfucking black on black crime no more. It's like that shit got swept up under the rug. Before, black folks was running around talking about black folks, the only people that kill their own. You know what I'm saying? As if World War One and World War Two didn't exist with right. Europeans killing every fucking body they possibly can. White folks can. kill everybody, though. Yeah. Absolutely, equal opportunity <laughs> murderers. No, they, they psychopath. Po- poverty, I think poverty causes certain actions and reactions. I, I totally agree with that. And I, but I, I think the, the larger point is white folks have always been sociopathic. And I think Absolutely. so when we use that word, that's, I mean, I, and I understand exactly. what you mean. Nothing new. But sometimes when we use that word, because we know it's a word that's been put on us as a folks, as a people, and, but we want to be careful because we know that sociopathic behavior basically started with white folks enslaving people, right? right? And then making money off of it. And then trying to think of rationales and reasons for why it's acceptable. There's nothing more sociopathic than that. So that to this day, they can't even admit the crimes that they've committed against our folks, right? Absolutely. So even when 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 we use the word racism, racism is a buffer for hyper sociopathic behavior. And once we start labeling it for real, racism is, is, is like, that's, that's slang, slang words, you know what I'm saying? It's just like slavery. 
we want reparations for slavery, but slavery was legal. However, what was done under slavery, the rape, which is a capital punishment crime, uh, abduction, which is a capital punishment crime, uh, kidnapping was a capital punishment crime, and murder. These things were all legal under the name mm -hmm. slavery. Mm -hmm. So we, we get caught into these words that they put out there that can make everything they do okay. You know what I'm saying? And we yeah. have to start redefining what it is that we're talking about. Well, white America is writing the laws as they broke them. So you know what I'm saying? So we got to be clear about it. We get confused into thinking that these motherfuckers just came from some moral uh, stance or something. It's like this is the shit. While they's breaking them, like, you can't do this. You can't kill, motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? It was like it, it, it was the norm. So the thing is, they put these laws into effect because of the fact that they didn't want you to do what they was doing. Laws were for the poor. Let's yes. get this straight. Yeah. We listen yeah, to Renegade was, Culture. Where that was we good, say, man. Yeah, these, these from, motherfuckers from are here. Boys Brown. He, I, he I, was Boys Brown. Fuck me up. I know. I mean, I mean I've been one out of two way back. Look at him. One out of two way back. I didn't graduate. I didn't graduate. The man just told you. Even those that graduate from Boys Brown don't really graduate. So you got a head. You got a head. nowhere. The man's telling you. You got something else. You put on the Boys Brown and you're like, you got anything to go with that? I've succeeded in life is because I went indoctrinated by this boy. Shout out to Morris oh, Brown. Yeah. I love Morris yeah. Brown. 89, 90, 91, yeah, 92, 93, 94 class. Hey, you know yo. what it is. Shout hey. out to my man, Josh Sun. Stay tuned for Renegade Culture. Renegade Boom. Culture. <laughs> yeah. Grab a hold of yourself. Open your eyes. Get wise to the exercise. Being taught by the teacher. That's most dominant. You need knowledge? Well, I'm dropping it. Listen to the rap. Allow it to trap. Your body and soul so that you can adapt to the man on display as I take you away. So may I? Yes, you may. Proud to be a black man. Come in exact and giving up brothers. Five on the back and great beliefs and peace upon each other with my sisters and brothers. Yo, word to the mother. I say the mother as in the motherland. But on the other hand, another man tackled and shackled our ancestors. But we beat them with freedom. So let's bless the country. That we all came from Because the moral of it all is we shall overcome The cream will keep rising We be sizing up The Asiatic one is enterprising Building and building to carry on All the way from Malcolm X to Farrakhan Martin Luther was a tutor Many were pupils Those who fell victim were those without scruples What up, it's Renegade Culture Number one podcast in the motherfucking world What? We got my man Rob Love in the building. That's Real right. Republic. We got Jeanette, J Jenny. <laughs> what the fuck is her name? Jeannie. What the? Oh, the, you know her? In the building. What the fuck is her name? Straight out of the bay. Ah, oh, God KPFA. damn. We got my man Loose on the camera. Loose came in. Loose don't fuck around. Loose you know showed saying? the fuck up and showed the, the fuck up. The real Jamaican in Listen, the house. Listen, Don Dada, the easy super cut, you know, you know, Dada. My man Loose is in the fucking building. I've been doing Loose like 15 years. Let's do a stereotype. Spliff. Yes. Spliff stuff. We got my man over there. Nation. The fucking golden. Child over there, oh, golden teeth over there, brother Numsy. Oh, this man. nigga over there, goddamn, looking like a fucking V-neck, half-ass V-neck. Nigga got a V-neck haircut. Uh, nigga, he's looking like Fred Sanford over there. Nigga hairline like like going like a young Fred Sanford. Like, and Buffy like, you big dummy. Y'all got your mom jeans on today. Wow, saying, saving up for that. That was. Well, we gonna anyway, take our special guests coming like in. Bob, tell us what we can find out about all the work that you're doing. Man, you like, Yo, shut the fuck up. I'm trying to do. I'm trying to tell my man. I'm about to do his promo. God damn, you can't get that nigga no wine. Fuck Rob Love. Rob Love. Give us a little bit. Bob, what you doing these days? How can people reach out to you? Uh, you know, our, 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 our Republic. 
dot com. Uh, not sorry, sorry, GorillaRepublic.org. We have an organization. We've been in uh, we've been in existence for about sixteen years. Uh, our whole premise was the Haitian Revolution. That's where we yes. get our, our whole backdrop from. Was the Haitian Revolution? Uh, Guerrilla Republic is more about finding out what your game is, and our acronym for game is your godly ability to master everything. All right. And once you tap into your passion, your passion becomes your purpose, and your purpose is your passport to your prosperity. So you can reach me, Rob Love, on Facebook. Everybody else call it Facebook. I call it Facebook. Uh, Rob Love, R-A-B-B-L-O-V-E. And uh, Instagram is Gorilla Republic 1794. That's G-U-E-R-R-I-L-L-A, Republic with a K, 1794. And my personal IG is Psalms 82 verse 6. That was, that was good. That was good. Yeah, okay. Ready. He like, in case they try to cut me And we got Shah in the house. Yes. Shah sister, we got our own show. Yes. Oh, I'm saying, tell us, tell us uh, where they, people can hear you, where they can find what's you her, at. What's her name, Kalaji? What's her name? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> 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 JJ. Introduce yourself. <laughs> oh, he said, he's like, we're not even going to try it. Tell us where they can find, where they, where they can find out what you're doing. Um, I, I host a show called Upfront um, Friday mornings at 7 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. You can find it on kpfa.org and uh, Chocolate Octave is on kpfa.org as well. And my Instagram and Twitter is Queen Janine and that's spelled J-A-H-N-E-E-N Queen Janine. Alright. On all. Good looks. Word up. Word up. We got Mayor Kamal Franklin. How can they reach you, sir? Yo, y'all can find me, Kamal Franklin, at Twitter, Kamal Franklin, Facebook. Community Movement Builders is the organization that we run as part of the Seattle movement where we do grassroots organizing in the hood. We got chapters in Atlanta, Detroit, Dallas, and we come into a city near you. Bang. What no you, doubt. Where, where can they find you, my brother? Kalanji? Hey, man, Kalanji Jamachenko. I also represent the Seattle Food Movement, which consists of the FTP Movement, African Martial Arts Institute, Community Movement Builders, Seattle Food Movement, Mama's Army, Urban Survival Preparedness Institute, uh, Seattle Food Youth Corps, and a whole lot of other shit because we put that work in because that's what we do. Renegade Culture. You can find me online at thepeoplesarmy.org or renegadeculture.org. We have a new documentary coming out called Organizing New Cool. Check us out at organizingthenewcool.com. You know what I mean? And um, we putting in this soldier work. You know what it is? Renegade Culture. The Renegade. shit popping. How can Go they job. listen to this fine podcast? If you're going to listen to Renegade Culture, this podcast. SoundCloud. Well, pretty much. If you, if you hear this shit right now, org. wherever the fuck you listen to it from, Oop. is how you listen. You either listen to it at renegadeculture.org. You listen to it on Apple, which is iTunes. Mm-hmm. You listen SoundCloud. to it on SoundCloud, uh, iTunes Radio, right. Spotify. You go to our Facebook page and you yes. can find it there, Renegade Culture. Yes. All kind of ways. Yes, yes, yes. And, and I want to announce here on the air for the first time. That Gorilla Republic will be joining the Seattle Food Movement what? family. You know what I mean? So I be advised. You had a baby or some shit like that. Never that. G Rep, G Rep, Seattle. Yeah. Gay culture. 2020. 2020. Yes. Oh.